Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, thank you very much for tuning in. Lakers talk tonight till 8 o'clock. Greatly appreciate everybody being a, a part of the show. Uh, one straight hour of Los Angeles Lakers basketball. we got a lot to get into. I want to, of course, react a little bit to uh, last night's game. Not too much to last night's game. Really just kind of looking at the Lakers more as a whole. What I'm referring to there is... What a weird team. Kind of have no idea what to expect on a night-in, night-out basis. But I'll tell you what we can expect. We can expect Anthony Davis to absolutely ball out. So I want to spend some time talking about Anthony Davis, what he's been able to do so far this year. MVP chatter. If the Lakers had a better team, uh, certainly Anthony Davis will be a part of that MVP chatter. And that could still change as the season progresses, right? If the Lakers find themselves in a spot or a position where all of a sudden they are 10 or 12 games above 500, if they are in one of those top six spots, maybe that conversation changes. Uh, also want to spend time talking about, um, is our, is, uh, is the way we perceive Anthony Davis moving forward, life after LeBron James, whenever that is, are you starting to feel more comfortable about that because of what AD has done so far this year? Um, and then we'll talk a little bit about Darvin Ham. I, I know the D'Angelo Russell stuff that uh, George was just pro- promoting right there. I read some of the quotes. Uh, we, we To have the sound there and to talk about D'Angelo's impact, I thought Dan Wyke, who joined us in the pregame show yesterday, um, just talked about how important and significant um, D'Angelo Russell is the rest of the way. Okay, let, let's start with, um, let's kind of quick recap of the week so far. Now I want to get into Anthony Davis. So, uh, I think when things started looking as dire as they have since the, the start of January 1st, Lakers lose those first two games at Crypto, and we all talked about it, right? It was supposed to be, uh, supposed to be a time where the Lakers are, hey, they're going to get back on track. Hey, the Lakers are just going to be just fine. They're they're putting themselves in a position because they're going to be at home. They got so many home games that they're going to play. The home cooking is going to help them. They're they're, they're going to figure things out predominantly because of their ability to get back at home in some very winnable games. We know how it started. They lost against Miami. They lost against Memphis. Got blown out against Memphis, and, and Miami just outplayed them, out hustled them, out coached them. However, however you want to describe it. Had the game against the Clippers on Sunday, and out of nowhere, they walk away with a W, and I, I wasn't expecting it at all. Why would we? They haven't really given us a reason to expect that. Um, and then you got the game against the Toronto Raptors yesterday. That's more expected in a dogfight against a team that's five, six games below 500, and they have a legitimate chance to beat you. It's just Lakers basketball right now. Unfortunately, there's zero gimmies. Um, I spent some time... Uh, th- this morning, I-, I spent some time last night in the pregame show just talking about how style points right now for the Lakers are not important. They're just not. How they win games is not a priority. It's just not. And if this was a team, you know, if you're the Minnesota Timberwolves or the Boston Celtics, I'm just looking at teams with really, really good records in the NBA right now. The Oklahoma City Thunder, the Denver Nuggets, not only are you winning, but you're Paying close attention to how you're winning. Um, are you playing good basketball? Is the team vibing? Is there uh, a, a positive energy 
between those 12 players, 15 players that you have on the team? Are they listening to their head coach? Good teams can worry about how they win. Good teams can look at style points. Good teams can go up against other teams engage that barometer. Hey, we really played down to our competition. Okay, we were really ready for this game because the competition was elite. The Lakers don't have that luxury right now, and I, I don't think Laker fans should be looking at the position and the situation that they're in and complaining about how they're winning right now. I don't think they should be doing that. I think they should just be happy that they found a way to win two games in a row, that they found a way to get back to 500. And now the question is, you know, do they have something that they can build off of? I don't have that answer yet. I know that they've won two games in a row. Could they have lost to the Clippers? Of course they could have. Clippers put up, Clippers played the day after they lost to the Lakers 106-103. Clippers put up 138 points on the Suns. Suns who the Lakers got tomorrow. 138. So everyone struggled against the Lakers from a Clipper perspective. Kawhi shot uh, uh, below 50%. Russell Westbrook, uh, Norman Powell, I think, was 3 for 12. Paul George didn't have a good shooting percentage. Um, James Harden didn't have a shooting. All of them shot terrible. I don't care how they won. I just care that they won the game. Yesterday against the Toronto Raptors, we we know the the video that went viral, the coach of the uh, Toronto Raptors completely loses it post-game. Because the Lakers took 23 free throws in the fourth quarter. They took 23 more free throws than the uh, Toronto Raptors. They were plus 20 from the free throw line. He completely loses it. I get it. He probably has some cases to be made. What do you want me to tell you? Lakers won the game. And that's my point of just style points. They don't mean anything right now. Lakers versus the Suns tomorrow. I don't care if they win by 10 or they win by 1. They got a road game against the Utah Jazz. I don't care if they win by 15 or they win by one. Just win. Just find a way to, to, to start building some type of momentum again. Just find a way to start building any type of confidence because it's been hard for the Lakers for some reason since they won the in-season tournament. For some reason, it's been very, very difficult for them to win games on a consistent basis. And the Lakers... Uh, they're not prejudiced towards what type of team that they're playing, right? The team could be really good. The team could be really bad. The team could be healthy. The team could be uh, have all their stars. It doesn't matter. Dallas, San Antonio, Chicago, Minnesota. I'm naming off teams that are really good. I'm naming off teams that are really bad. Charlotte, Boston. Um, there's a lot of games out there where they're, Charlotte, they, they ended up winning that game, but there's a lot of games out there that obviously are in question for the Lakers. And, um, again, I, I go back to it. They're 19 and 19, 38 games in, and four, in three games, will be at the halfway point. I guess technically after the game, the Lakers play against Oklahoma City Thunder, um, this upcoming Monday. That's the halfway point for the Lakers. And I have absolutely no idea what this team is. I just don't. You know, I was, I was telling Michael this yesterday when we were doing the pregame show that by this point, you should have a pretty good idea of what each team is. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm, uh, uh maybe I know what the Lakers are and I, I don't want to admit it because there was such great expectations coming in, but I know what the Boston Celtics are. You don't have to tell me what they are. I know what the Philadelphia 76ers are. I got a pretty good idea. I know that the 
Miami Heat when the dust settles, they're going to be in the mix. I know what the Heat are. Maybe the Knicks, you know, that's a team where it's like, wow, they're even better than I thought. But I, I know what some of the teams are in the NBA. Go look at the Western Conference. We know what Denver is. We have a good idea of what the Sacramento Kings are. Pelicans are making a case that they're going to be stronger than you think. I know what Dallas is. I don't know what the Lakers are. I just don't. And that's been one of, you know, unfortunately, one of the disadvantages of the season. Uh, are there some excuses in there? Yeah, we could throw some excuses in. I think every team can. Every team can say, well, they haven't been 100% healthy, or this hasn't happened, or that hasn't happened. I, I, I think we could all um, make those cases. But ultimately for the Lake Show, they got two more games coming up the rest of the week. We've got a game tomorrow against the Suns and a game tomorrow against the Utah Jazz. I have no idea what the Lakers will be in both of those games. Now, luckily, they've had some luck against the uh, Phoenix Suns. They've played really well on the other side of it. We'll, we'll preview those games a little bit later. Utah Jazz are actually playing some really good basketball. They've won 8 of 10, so Lakers are probably catching them not at the best time. Um, Anthony Davis last night, another 41 points. You know what's so impressive from him? It wasn't even just the 41 points, and we've got used to Anthony Davis just having great, great stat lines, averaging uh, 25 points a game, averaging 12 rebounds a game, gets a few assists in there, about three assists a game. Obviously, we know what he does on the defensive side, just just excellent. Excellent. No other way to put it. He's been excellent. Anthony Davis is starting to reach a point, uh, I think, at least for me, uh, two and a half blocks, by the way, 1.2 steals per game. He's starting to reach a point for me where um, I'm getting a lot more confident in what Anthony Davis is every night. That I, I'm, I'm starting to remember the days we sat with Anthony Davis, and we don't have to look too far. I think before the season started, it was fair. I think even in their first game against Denver, he had one of those moments where, hey, where did AD go in the second half? Where did AD go in the fourth quarter? And I'm not telling you that he's a perfect basketball player, but damn, he, he's, I think, having as good of a stretch as I can remember as him as a Los Angeles Laker. Anthony Davis is also... He's got that little bit of that clutch gene in him right now. Stepping up to the free throw line. He shot 11 of 11 from the free throw line yesterday against the Toronto Raptors. Game on the line. You need every one of these. You know, any of these free throws that are missed, then there's a good chance that Toronto's got a chance to tie the game. Or maybe they take more advantage, uh, hit a couple of clutch threes at a stage of the game where I thought, hey, Toronto gets a stop here. They're going to go up 8 or 10, and this game's probably going to be a wrap. But down 6, he hit a big 3 off a of LeBron pass. Um, had the clutch shot or the clutch plays on both sides. Key moment in the game, Scotty Barnes goes up for a shot. He blocks it. On the defensive side, he's amazing. And on the offensive end, we know how what just how dyna- dynamic of a player that he is. But where I'm trying to I'm trying to reach a starting to reach a point with Anthony Davis where I want to make sure that he gets the proper amount of love and the proper amount of um, the proper amount of noise as we give Anthony Davis when he's not doing something. That when Anthony Davis has a bad night and everybody wants to bitch and complain, which by the way I'll put my hands up because I, I do the same thing. Um, I don't feel like we're getting the same amount of love and the same, the volume isn't cranked up the same amount with what Anthony Davis has done so far this year. Now maybe people are gonna, some Laker fans out there are a little bit hesitant because they're saying to themselves, yeah, I understand what he's done, but come on now, the team is 19 and 19. What are we all gonna stand up and cheer for when the squad is playing 500 basketball? You're not wrong. That, that's not, 
you know, I, I don't think you're wrong by saying that, but think about how much attention and criticism and um, at times negativity has come towards Anthony Davis uh, during his tenure with the Los Angeles Lakers. There's also times where I think we just got to kind of sit back and give the man his flowers because right now what he's doing, 38 games in, the only reason why he's not a part of any MVP conversation is because the Lakers are just not good enough. That's why. It's not because he's not good enough. It's not because he's not been available. It's not because he's not meeting that criteria of you got to play 65 games plus. Uh, he's well on pace for that. Anthony Davis at this pace, I mean, he's going to play 70 games plus. Knock on wood, we know that uh, unfortunately for him, he has dealt with injuries, and that has been part of his storyline. Um, but at, at least for right now, for a quick second, we should take a quick step back and appreciate what he's done so far this year. Well, the question I want to throw out to Laker fans because I think this is um, I think this is a fair question, and I know we say this every single year, and LeBron continues to prove that hey, he's not he's not ending his career anytime soon, and he's fighting Father Time. He's going toe to toe with Father Time. Every time you think Father Time might come, get someone another another one of those uppercuts. Um, but the question I want to throw out to Laker fans is: feel more confident about a future with Anthony Davis without LeBron James? Do you feel different as this year has progressed? How much different do you feel with Anthony Davis potentially holding the keys to the Lakers franchise? I'm not saying the guy doesn't need help and he won't need help because every star player in the NBA needs help. Um, But do you feel more confident and more comfortable with AD holding those keys, AD sitting in the driver's seat rather, rather than in the passenger seat, I think AD's making that case this year. We'll take some of your phone calls when we come back. Uh, phone number if you want to be a part of it, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-ESPN. Quick shout-out here. Uh, Valvoline Instant Oil Change, uh, a great partner for many, many years here on 710 ESPN. Many years on uh, Lakers Talk, so we greatly appreciate it. Don't don't deal with the uh, procrastinating and the headache of trying to figure out where you're going to get your car serviced. Uh, go to Valvoline, rush into your neighborhood Valvoline, let the expert technicians make sure your ride is in peak performance. Visit SoCalOilChains.com for locations and game-winning coupons. Take some of your calls, talk more about Anthony Davis when we come back. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right. I appreciate you guys being a part of the show. Lakers uh, 
back tomorrow taking on the Phoenix Suns, part of this long homestand um, for the Lake Show, at least spending a lot of time at Crypto in January. Talking about Anthony Davis, and I don't want to be too dramatic here, but I, I want to give the man his credit. I really do. I want to give him a credit for what he's done so far this year. Credit for the fact that he's only missed two games. Credit that there's been a lot of times that Anthony Davis, you know, there's a, it turns an ankle here and then a couple games later turns the same ankle. We've had that happen. Watching him on the road, this happened. He's just kind of grinding through all the games. He's doing what he can to be there for the Lakers every single night. And for me... I'm gaining more and more confidence that Anthony Davis holding the keys to the Lakers franchise, that picture is becoming a little bit clearer. It's becoming, um, I'm becoming more comfortable with that that potential reality down the road. Because here is the reality. That was always in the Lakers' plans. The plans always for the Lakers, it was not, hey, when LeBron turns 39... Let's make sure that he still has to play at a high level and play 40 minutes a game. Now, Braun might have to do that anyways because there's a lot of other players for the Lakers that I don't think are living up to the expectations this year. I, I do think there have been some players that have regressed. And, you know, if you want to call that because of injuries, if you want to call that, you figure out what excuse that you want to put there, that's fine. But the, the rest of the NBA doesn't care whether, you know, the Lakers are injured, fully healthy, not healthy. That doesn't mean anything to them. Um I think from what I've seen so far from Anthony Davis this year, if there were doubts in the past about Anthony Davis leading a franchise, they were completely fair. If you still have doubts about Anthony Davis leading a franchise, okay, I'm not actually going to argue with you. Because until we actually see it, and I'm talking about with the purple and gold, that's okay to have some doubts there. But you can't tell me you feel the same way about Anthony Davis before the season started and where we're sitting today. You can't. Tell me what Anthony Davis has done wrong this year. Somebody find a way to critique Anthony Davis this season. You want to find something small? That's fine. I mean, there's no player out there that's perfect. But he's been there every single night. He's delivered for the Lakers every single night. He's carried the Lakers when he's needed to carry the Lakers. Unfortunately, I just don't think he's got enough help. I don't think he's had enough help. I think there is enough help, um, but that certainly hasn't been the case. And, and, you know, I'll go back to this. Eventually, LeBron James is clearly not the same player he was three years ago, four years ago, five years ago, but he's not that far off. When LeBron does decide, hey, I'm, I'm ready to move on or he retires or whatever the case is, the Lakers, of course, are going to have to go out there and, and go find to go find another star with Anthony Davis. No player can do it by themselves. As great as Luka is, Luka has not taken his team to an NBA championship and won it. Why? Because he doesn't have another, he doesn't have Anthony Davis to play with. I'll use that as an example. Joel Embiid has only been able to go so far. Now, Joel Embiid, that one, there was a moment where Jimmy Butler was on the team. Um, there was a moment, obviously, James Harden was on the team. It's been weird what's happened with Philly. Uh, it took, it took, uh, Nikola Jokic to make sure that he finally got his team back and they were healthy and Jamal Murray was there. I mean, obviously, you need help in the NBA, but I feel a lot more comfortable than I think I was um, in the past. Let's say a quick call here. Dustin from Rancho uh, Cucamonga. Dustin, I appreciate you calling in. What's going on, Dustin? Yeah, 
I definitely believe in Anthony Davis. I mean, as long as he stays healthy, I think he's proven he's a top player in the league. And once LeBron retires or goes plays with Bronny, the team's going to look different. It's not going to be built around LeBron. It's going to be built around Anthony Davis's strengths. And, you know, as you see, once you build a team around a certain player, it, it, it makes a huge difference. You know, maybe it maybe won't be, you know, LeBron. It's obviously not going to be LeBron dominating the ball as much. LeBron, uh, AD will get more touches. They might put different types of shooters. It's just going to look totally different. And he's proven himself, and he's played through a bunch, uh, a couple of nagging injuries this year. I got total faith in him. I got so. So doesn't this is my question too? Because I think, would you have said the same thing before the season started, or it's because what he's done since the season started that that you your your tune is starting to change on him? Well, I mean, obviously this season's helped, but also we've seen him play through injuries. Before, it seemed like every little thing he would sit out. And this year, it seems like he's making more of an effort to maybe fight through it a little bit more. You know, maybe we're wrong. We don't know, you know, his his pain tolerance. But it just seems like he's just putting a little bit more effort to show and prove to Laker Nation that we're going to be all right. Yeah, and, and I appreciate you calling in. If you want to, by the way, if you want to be a part of the show, 877-710-ESPN. I, I think it's a good call and it's a good observation. The only point I'm trying to make is, I, I, I didn't feel that way before the season started. Nobody's questioning is Anthony Davis good enough. Nobody's questioning does Anthony Davis have the proper skill set. Nobody's questioning is Anthony Davis um, is can he face the basket? Can he play from down low? Is he you know he's got holes left and right. He's not a defensive player. Nobody's questioning any of that. The biggest question with Anthony Davis was. Um, you got a killer instinct in you. That's number one. And I think number two, just your availability. Availability has been the biggest question. And so far this year, and I know we got a long way to go, and I, I'm going to say it again. I don't want to jinx anything or anything like that. But I want to give the man his credit as well because this year he's played good enough. I thought it was a cool moment last night when the Laker fans were chanting MVP. Now, I get it. Um, they've chanted MVP for Austin Reeves. They've chanted MVP for other players that are not most valuable players. But the recognition in that game, and I think that recognition this season, there was no like, oh, my gosh, are they really chanting MVP? No, he is one of the most valuable players in the NBA. The problem is they just don't have enough wins unless they, you know, unless you really start going on some type of a streak. You can't make a case to be an MVP. Um, unless your squad is one of the elite teams in the NBA and the Lakers are not. Okay, when we come back, I, I want to spend a little time talking about D'Angelo Russell. Um, Sedano was talking about this, and uh, I, I read some quotes on it. So he's got a new podcast, and there's a couple quotes there that I think is interesting, and I also want to talk about the importance of D'Angelo Russell. So he's been back now for two games. Um why his offense is so critical for the Lakers for right now. And however long, if he's here after the trade deadline, uh, obviously how important he's going to be or a critical piece he's going to be for the Lakers and uh, why that has to work. We'll do that coming up next. Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. 
Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I don't know. We got a couple people on hold here, so just uh, stay put. I'll make sure to get to you. Um, last night, Lakers beat the uh, Toronto Raptors. Uh, Mr. Michael Funches, um, how about our coach Darko there? Huh? Very, uh, very passionate yesterday. He's my favorite coach now, man. Very, after very that, after passionate that, uh, yesterday. After that uh, little thing at the press conference. Okay, I got to be honest with you. I, I didn't mind anything that he did. Like I know it was, I know it was very extra, but I don't standing any, up for your players—that's that's, that's yeah, not extra, no, man. I, I was okay with it, right? Like I don't think he did anything crazy. And listen, I mean, did you see the, the free throw battle too between in the fourth quarter? He had a legit reason to be mad. So that's what I was going to say too. I'm like, he had some support. The facts kind of support what he was complaining about, but uh, that will go down as one of the more interesting rants. Um, but man, there's another Toronto Raptors team. It's like I feel like every team the Lakers play, everybody just starts balling out. And I know the Raptors have been playing actually pretty good since they they traded for RJ Barrett, but uh they were as close as you can possibly be to losing another game at crypto.com. And uh yeah, I guess we all know a little bit more about Coach Darko than we did before. Uh, I'm a, I'm a familiar man of Darko, and I'm I'm actually kind of a fan of his. So um, there was a, so D'Angelo Russell has a podcast. Let me say some, something real quick on players that have podcasts. Um, I'm such a fan of the uninterrupted player perspective. Um, I don't have to, you know, I could be myself wherever they're recording it from. They could be at their house, the office, doesn't matter. It's so different than when you have a reporter in front of your face and maybe when the game ends and you lost, all you're trying to do is just, you know, do what the NBA is asking you to do, do what the, the, the team is asking you, and then you want to get the hell out of there. But players like Draymond Green, um, Paul George has done a fantastic job doing his podcast. There's some great NFL players out there, former players. I, I know the all the smoke with Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson. There's a lot of them who do it now. And D'Angelo Russell has a podcast as well. I had already planned to talk about D'Lo because he's been back for two games. Dan Wyke of the LA Times was on the pregame show yesterday, and I thought he had some interesting things of just how important D'Lo's role is and should be for the Lakers. Um, and then Sedano was mentioning uh, right before we started the show that they played a clip, and it was talking about D'Angelo Russell and his role. When he's most effective as a point guard, as a basketball player, let's take a quick listen. I get into my flow state in a pick and roll when it comes to the game. So if I can tap into pick and rolls and recognize how they guard me, it allows me to control the game because I can get to what I know is working or might not work. It's like playing the game within the game, but I'm in my space. 
I ain't just catching and shooting. Now I'm in y'all space. If I miss, y'all took me out the game. Y'all just took me out the game. If I'm missing, if that's all I'm doing is catching and shooting. But if I'm getting to do what I know I can do, which honestly, I feel like that's when I'm at my best, when I just have a roller and a shooter somehow, some way around me. Just a roller and a shooter. You can put whatever else in the other two spots. D'Angelo Russell might might not be wrong with his assessment of his game, right? Like I think some people are gonna are gonna listen to this and say, you know, D'Lo, uh, he, he's being selfish. Or actually, I, I don't know what people's opinion would be on that. I think D'Angelo Russell on his own podcast, on his own platform, is explaining, hey, this is when I'm at my best. It sounds like, by the way, he's describing it. He'd prefer. Likes playing the game within the game. Play a little chess rather than a little checkers. And that he's a smart enough player, an intelligent enough player, um, a, a good enough decision maker to make decisions on the fly. I go pick and roll. Am I pulling up and taking that 17, 18-footer? Am I going all the way to the basket? I'm reading the defense. Is the defense coming to me? And now I'm throwing a lob to Anthony Davis, or I got a shooter in the corner there that if that person helps because it's on the the, the strong side, then I'm kicking it to the shooter. I don't think anything D'Angelo Russell said was wrong of this is where he's most effective. But I think the part that we got to draw a line in the sand is – Obviously, he knows and everybody knows what's best for D'Angelo Russell doesn't necessarily mean that's best for the team, best for this Lakers team. What he doesn't want to be is a spot-up shooter. And to be honest with you, I think that's fair because I don't think D'Angelo Russell is just a, hey, I'm going to sit in the corner and if I get the ball, there's certain players that that's what they are. They're snipers in the NBA. Um, they're known for shooting in the NBA. I'll use this as an example. It's not the best, but Torian Prince on the Lakers, he's not going to do what D'Angelo Russell just described because that not that's not his strength. And should D'Lo be sitting in the corner? Probably not. I don't think that's his strength. I think D'Angelo Russell is more of a facilitator. Can can be a player that um is a scorer slash facilitator for the Lakers. That's why they got him. I guarantee you they didn't get D'Angelo Russell because they want him to sit in a corner. So I don't completely disagree, I don't completely disagree with what he's saying right there. The problem for the Lakers, and I think what, what's been the problem for D'Angelo Russell as he's been a Laker, there are weaknesses in this, in his game that certainly get exposed. And we're talking about the other side, the defensive side. So that we already know, everybody knows. It's why that the Lakers really couldn't use him primarily against the Denver Nuggets. Plus he wasn't hitting his shots. So it was a kind of a, a combination of both of those things back in the playoffs. Um, but I also want to emphasize that I'd still think D'Angelo Russell, if he's going to be on this Lakers team, is a very, very important critical piece. Do you know what D'Angelo Russell is that Cam Reddish and Jared Vanderbilt and some of these other guys on this Lakers team are not? He's a weapon. He is an offensive weapon. He is a guy that could get you 8, 9, 10 assists a night. He can do that. And he is a guy that can go off and get you 14 points or 17 points or 25 points. Problem is it just hasn't been happening on a consistent basis, and I think – I don't know what his relationship is with Darvin Ham. Maybe it's really, really close. Maybe it's not. I don't personally know. But certainly Darvin Ham has gone from, I got this guy in the starting lineup, to I got this guy coming off the bench. I had this guy playing 28 to 30 minutes. Now there's going to be nights where I got him playing 17 to 20 minutes. 
So there is a, I don't know if disconnect is the right way to put it, but listening to that quote, I get what he's saying about his strengths, but that doesn't mean that's in the best interest of the Lakers um, in order to do that. All right, let's take a, a quick call here. Let's go to... Um, let's go to West from Redondo Beach. What's going on, West? Hey, what's going on, Slee? Um, long-time fan here. Appreciate you getting me through the gym right now. All right, good. Um, now, I thought this was kind of a chicken move on Russell's part, borderline passive-aggressive to dodge the media, then to go on into his own podcast and put this information out. So I'm just curious, where you think on the, the passive-aggressive scale, one out of ten, where do you think this lies? And also, to me, it almost feels like the doctor has taken a biopsy and it's tested positive for some locker room cancer. How quickly do you think this guy gets moved now? So, and Wes, I appreciate you calling in. Um, look, I, I think, again, I'm going to go back to it. I don't know if it's a cop-out. I don't know if it's... He's sitting, I'm watching the video right now, and it sounds like this was recorded right after the in-season tournament. So this is about a month ago or so. Um, and at the time, D'Angelo Russell was still a starter. So I'm looking a little bit more into it. I know some of the sounds coming out. They might have just released the podcast. Um, uh, but D'Lo's sitting on a couch, looks like, with two of his buddies. He's shooting the you-know-what. He's eating something in the process when he's talking about it. I'm going to go back to what I said earlier. I understand that it's a lot easier to open up when you're in an environment that you feel like it's a safe place. Now, I think he's also smart enough to know people like me and other people are going to either talk about it on a radio show or they're going to grab the clip and they're going to put it up on Twitter and they're not going to give it up. They're not going to give it as much context that it probably deserves. But I don't have a big, big issue with it. I don't. Um, I don't have a big, big issue with it because – I don't think he's wrong with what he's saying. Now it's up to the coaching staff and D'Angelo Russell to figure out how he is more effective for the Lakers. Like fans, I, I think if if we had to guess right now, is D'Lo going to be a Laker by the time we get past February 8th, which is the NBA trade deadline? What would you say it is, 50-50? I, I don't know. I know his contract is... Um, it's very movable. I know that if the Lakers feel like they can improve the roster and D'Angelo Russell's not on the team, then they're going to certainly do that. But I think there's also a chance that maybe there isn't a deal that's out there. I was reading a quote. Um, this was uh, from Brian Windhorst yesterday talking about how the Lakers would prefer not to give up that first rounder that they have. They would prefer to stay with the depth that they have and the length that they have and make a run in the NBA place. Is that going to include D'Angelo Russell? I'm not sure. I'm not. I don't have too big of an issue with the quote. I really don't. I think what I'd like to see more than anything else is just D'Angelo Russell being more effective for the Lakers, period. Nothing more than that. I just want to see D'Lo being more effective uh, for the Lakers. Okay, when we come back, there was a, another report that came out about the Lakers' um their willingness to be more patient with Darvin Ham. I got some ideas and some thoughts on Darvin Ham and all the media and the scrutiny that's gone towards him over the last 30 days or so. Is it fair? Is it not fair? How does he also become a, a, a the type of coach where 
there aren't a lot of people post game saying, hey, I think they lost that game because Darvin Ham didn't do this or he didn't do that. So we'll spend some time doing that. Uh, a few NBA stories that I want to get into. Kawhi just got an extension. Eric Spolstra is about to get paid. Netflix is coming out with an NBA documentary series, kind of similar to what they did with the quarterback in the NFL. Do all that coming up next. Stay right here. This is uh, Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. All right, well, that was a quick hour. I uh, appreciate you guys being a part of the show. Thank you to the uh, the callers that are part of it as well. If you miss any part of the show, uh, go to the ESPN LA app. Lakers Talk is right there. Also do Lakers Talk daily, Monday through Friday. We do something on YouTube, uh, about 7 to 10 minutes or so, just talking Lakers basketball, so you can check that out as well. I uh, was just talking a little bit about D'Angelo Russell. I didn't have a big problem with his quote. Uh, DeAndre, who, uh, does a fantastic job. He's working the board now for Sedano and Cap Show. He's hanging out with us as well for Lakers talk. DeAndre, sounds like you weren't, you weren't too crazy about the quote. I, I just don't agree with it, man, because there's more to the basketball, there's more to the basketball than just scoring. You know, it seemed like he was very scoring driven in his, in his, uh, that quote right there, man. I mean, he can't play at the end of games because, you know, they can't rely on him to defend. We, we get it. He's a great scorer. He, he does a lot with the ball he can create. But at the, that's why when they, they're pulling him when he mm-hmm. misses two or two or three shots, because if you're not scoring, what else can we use you for? That's all I got to say. Isn't that isn't it ironic? His name is D Angelo. I mean, the guy hasn't played defense in who was it? Uh, <laughs> Funches back in the day, Kellerman used to always say when Mike D'Antoni was the coach of the Lakers, he's like, just call him Antoni. The guy, the guy doesn't teach defense. He doesn't, he doesn't coach any defense. <laughs> uh, it's a little, it, it is a little bit ironic, but, um, okay. So let, let me point out a couple quick things here as, um, before the show comes to a close. Uh, there was a lot of heat around Darvin Ham over the course of the last, let's call it four weeks. And by the way, it's not going to go anywhere. I mean, uh, if the Lakers lose again tomorrow, there's going to be more heat that comes his way. Um, there is a path for D'Angelo or for D'Angelo, for, uh, Darvin Ham to take some of that heat off. The Lakers have a 500 record, 19 and 19, and it has been disappointing. Of course, your head coach is responsible for that, as are some of the players and everybody else. But there are areas that I would like to see Darvin Ham improve in. Um, y- are there so, is there some room for for excuses? There are. Nobody's saying that there isn't room for excuses. Nobody's saying that the Lakers haven't had Jared Vanderbilt and Gabe Vincent and D'Angelo Russell and Rui Hachimura and Cam Reddish. They've had plenty of guys in and out of the lineup. However, he's got to do a better job with his rotations. I think there are times in games where he doesn't make in-game adjustments when things are so incredibly glaring. It might be... Um, hey, our game plan is to let Marcus Smart shoot as many threes as possible. Yeah, but Marcus Smart's hitting his threes. Let's go with a different game plan. I don't feel like there's enough of those in-game adjustments. Starting lineup, I don't know who's going to start tomorrow. I don't know who's going to start Saturday against Utah. Hopefully the Lakers are in a position where their lineups are a lot more consistent. And then the last thing I think that's very, very important for Darvin Ham, um, you can't keep starting games out where you're down 8 or 10 by the end of the first quarter. I don't want to hear that being all on the players. Yes, LeBron, Anthony Davis, you guys got to set the tone when you're on the floor, but something's not happening between Darvin Ham and that team when the games start, and this team's not good enough to dig themselves holes and try to come back from each one of these games. So the noise quiets down under one condition. The Lakers start winning games, and Darvin Ham, we're not looking at him of, 
well, your coach could have had an impact here or an impact there. A um, couple NBA stories that I want to get into here real quick. Kawhi signs an extension with the Clippers. Not really a surprise to me. I think some people this morning thought it was a surprise. Three years, $152 million. I don't think that's a uh, a huge surprise. And the Clippers are you know, obviously going to be banking on players that have not been able to stay healthy for a long period of time. Eric Spolstra, coach of the Miami Heat. Uh, he inks a big-time deal with the Miami Heat. He gets eight years, $120 million, and I don't think anybody's saying, well, why would you pay Eric Spolstra? He's, if he's not the best coach in the NBA, you can't get too far without giving him uh, his respect. Um, Lakers got a game coming up tomorrow against the Phoenix Suns. Uh, should be a fun game. Lakers have already played the Suns a couple times this year. Phoenix has not beat them this year, so shout out to the Lakers for handling business against the Phoenix Suns. Phoenix has been disappointing. Tomorrow is two teams playing each other with a lot of stars and a lot of disappointment so far this year, so we'll see what the Lakers can do on that front. I'm back tomorrow with Travis Rogers. Got the pregame show coming up uh, at 5.30 tomorrow as well. Thank you to uh, Michael Funches, Mario Ruiz. Thank you to DeAndre there as well. Uh, Laker fans, uh, make sure you tune in tomorrow. We'll get you prepped up for that Laker game, and I hope you guys all uh, have a good rest of your night. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.